Nation. Let's go. Welcome into DMVR Buffs Primetime. We are presented by Illegal Pete's, everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. Ryan, we've got numbers, man. Do we? Yes. Okay. All right. Yesterday was offensive. Today's defensive. And these are official. Oh, look at these that. These are Spirit official. Of buffs. Yeah. Okay. All right. That excites me because I was I was ready to say like oh, I don't know. I'm like 99% sure they're official. Okay. I'll take um, your word for it. And Coach Prime, you know, is on well off being like hell no. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be mad at you guys. I mean, he gave out some single digits. He gave them uh, to the freshmen. You know, 40s were given out to guys like fringe of the roster. I think these are pretty official. Okay. All right. I trust you. <laughs> Um, Caleb Mathis posted an amazing video yesterday, and I can't help but think this team is having more fun than any team in the entire country. That facility is just popping off. That's incredible. That's incredible. Just because it's such an insane contrast from what, what was there before. Like, yeah. like, I don't, I don't know. Sometimes, um, as fans, we don't realize that they don't always care as much as we do mm-hmm. um and that's like a weird thing to realize when it, when it does hit you so i don't think the um the players were as miserable as we were last year um that being said just with the way the coaching staff was the way the team was the way the environment around the team was there just wasn't a lot of fun things happening yep now it couldn't be more different the, there's just music bumping. Alton McCaskill's coming in for his photo shoot, singing Best I Ever Had by Drake. Oh They're my going God. live from the actual photo shoot and stuff. That's sick. They're just having so much more fun than anyone out there. I also love, we hadn't talked about this, um, during the Pac-12 photo shoot, I love that they put on Bucky's Hell music. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, just no hesitation. Just like, yes, give me Deion Sanders Jr., <laughs> old, money old. Turn it up. Yep. Shador goes, I want Shador with Miami. And then he just like enters this mode, basically. Yes. <laughs> He's ready to go. That was awesome. Do you want some numbers? I didn't get all of them. Um, we need an official list. But from Caleb's video, I got quite a few. Look at you. Internet sleuth extraordinaire. Yes, sir. Uh, shout out to, guy, to my guy, Moni, by the way. He was helping me out trying to get these uh, numbers. All Teamwork. right. Two young guys. Omeri Miller, 14. Okay. Adam Hopkins, 18. Okay. Uh, don't love that. Elijah Yelverton, 83. Okay, good good tight end number. Christian Serum, walk-on running running back, 48. That's probably where you got to be. Cavassier Smoke, 8. Single Ooh. digit. Ooh. Big 8 ball, he's calling himself. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's what he was saying. That, I would like the predictor better or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Isaiah Weaver, 10. Also, that in the context that I just thought of that, that would be a oxymoron. Yeah, it very well could be. Uh, Isaiah Weaver, 10. So that means Dylan Edwards with the three. I didn't love Dylan in 10. Mm-hmm. 10 is a great wide receiver number. Uh, and three is sick for Dylan. Like You got yes. that speed. You got to have a single digit. Uh, another single digit, the Javon Antonio, number four. That's big time. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's big time. You show up and get one of the best numbers in just a couple months. Yep. That tells me that uh, Shador gave the uh, seal of approval there. And, of course, Coach Prime was very impressed as well. Kendall Stewart, uh, I'm assuming walk-on wide receiver, 82. 
Kolbaskia, 84. Okay. Shernay Estes, 81. Nice. Isaiah Harge, 23. Interesting. Yeah. Alton McCaskill, 22. And then someone said in the comments, Hankerson, Hankerson was still rocking 22 as well. Nice. That's a great running back number. Yep. Chris Brown. There you go. Gavin Marsh, uh, walk-on receiver, 47. How about this? We don't need the walk-on numbers. Tarvaris Dawson, 6. Oh. Yeah. Whoa. Yep. I think that, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's big. Yeah. Massive. So single digits. We have, of course, one. He's We're, the fastest guy on the team, right? As far as we know right now? That's what we think so far, yeah. One, are we still going with Cormani? Yes. Need it. Two, we are we all know who that is. Three is Dylan Edwards. Yep. Four is Javon Antonio now. Five is Jimmy Horn. Six is Tarvaris Dawson. Seven's Cam Silman Craig. Eight Cavassier Smoke. I don't know if we have it. I can't I don't have a nine yet. Okay. But those are your single digit guys. Yeah. Who Coach Prime pointed out saying you gotta be a true dog to wear a single digit. Tarvaris Dawson, Tarvaris Dawson is the biggest upset there. Mm-hmm. Just um, nine, Jaquez Robinson too. Love that. Love that. So apparently Willie was bummed. Was what number was he? Um, I don't he think I catch his. Everyone's saying twenty. Well, I just mean what was he at Jackson? Uh, that sounds right. Something like 10 that. Ten feels right. I thought he was forty. I thought they gave him forty-seven. No, 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 no. no, no. Yeah, yeah, he, he was, was ten. 10. Um, so that goes to the, to Zay Weaver. Tough. Yep. Wide receiver on wide receiver, uh, number steal. Um, so we have, I guess, n so we have nine Jaquez, but that's all the single digits then, right? Alton McCaskill is 22. That yeah. would be sick. Wait, Hankerson and McCaskill? Yeah. Well, that, that can't work. That's what they were saying. I don't know. See, now you're making me think this isn't real. Cool. Well, 47. 27? 47, because they 47? said that he was mad. Uh, that's Gavin Marsh, walk-on wide receiver. Sorry, bud. Yeah, that's rough. Hey, that's you a great special the, teams number, though. got to get out the Marsh first. It's <laughs> a great special teams number, though. Sure. You walk, you run down the field, you uh, you know, lay a big hit on a punt returner. 47 looks mighty fine standing up after that. Yeah, maybe you can get 89 after that. There you go. <laughs> uh, Willie is two-something... But that's most of them I saw so far, and we've got more coming today. Okay. Need Cormani in one. Yeah. Just need that in my life. Let's hope. Uh, also, <laughs> I think he said this. Did Coach Prime say no duplicate single digits? Um, I don't know. I think on both sides of the ball, it should be fine. Like, off But I defense. feel like he said, like, nah, like, if you're a single digit guy, you can't have someone else wearing your number. He may have said that. I can't remember off the top of my head. We'll find out, I guess, today. Yep. Because that would change everything. If you can get all those single digits on the other side, too, it would be mm -hmm. great. Um, let me just pull up the roster. I'll make sure I didn't miss anyone. But we had, what, 10, 11 numbers given out in the spring. Yep, that's that's it, basically. So. And we talked about this a little bit yesterday. Was the whole number thing... A little bit of a uh, weed out move by Coach Prime to show these guys like where they stood. Yep. You think so? I think so for sure. If I don't know if it was that directly, but 
There's like a, it was a bonus. Yeah, like a tool to kind of gauge the guys who were on last year's roster to see who truly was a dog to that could earn a spot on this team. Right. But even then, you tons of walk-ons like Boskia, Estes. Well, and um, then like I don't know, like you know, um, you tell like Montana you're not getting one. Yeah. You know what that like signifies right. to him for sure. Shador Sanders though was out uh, hanging out with the kids yesterday. Did you see the picture? I did. I saw. I think I saw a video, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. I sent you a picture if you want to show it. Um, so he was out in Denver. He teamed up with Gatorade, surprised members of the NED Falcons Youth Organization with about $45,000 worth of new equipment for the football and cheerleading programs. Love that, man. That's so cool. Yeah. As I told you before the show, like that's NFL stuff. For sure. Partnering with a brand to donate money. Like the, yeah. I don't know if I've seen that from uh, college players before. Yeah, pretty cutting edge. Uh, shout out to Brian Howell. He wrote this article up. Uh, he spoke to Shador uh, just about what he was doing at, or, uh, at this event. He said, sometimes as a college athlete, you forget the impact you have on kids. I was a kid, and I remember looking up to Justin Fields and just talking to him here or there. That's still my favorite player. So coming out here and even the kids just recognizing me, that means a lot to me. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, what else? Oh, yeah. Wiseman got 15. Stobbs, 16. Oh, yep, yep. 15's a good number for a quarterback. 16's uh, not. Another quote I have um, just about Shador donating that stuff. The kids don't really understand, uh, you know, probably the 13-year-olds. They don't really have a good understanding of it yet, of, you know, him giving back and what it kind of means, I guess, to the community. I feel the coaches really hits home for them because they understand how hard it is to get out of here and just make that type of stuff. And the fact they sacrificed their time and effort and everything into this because my dad had his own program, Truth. And if it wasn't for that man he was, or if it wasn't for the man he was, and what was he, he was able to do, I feel like that's what helped it be successful. Awesome. Love to see it, man. Shout out to Shador. Um, someone, go ahead. Someone said something about number nine being retired. That is, it is not. Um, the only number that is technically retired in the whole set is 24 uh that was of course byron wizard white who we've talked about on the show mm -hmm. maybe best resume of any athlete ever yep um in terms of like just the entire life not just as an athlete for sure um that being said it was unretired briefly by mel tucker um, who gave it to a highly touted running back who never did anything here. Um, and then I believe re-retired by Carl Durrell, <laughs> who took the number away from him. So I don't know if that's available. Probably not. Okay, we'll find out. Uh, I saw someone posted Sivion Wilkerson's number uh, in the chat. I think it was 36, if you scroll up and find that one, Yaya. Okay. Um, he had his, is that, I think that was his number I think, Jackson. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Uh, Marion Cooper said he want three, or was that? Uh, Dylan Edwards is three, but then someone said that Cooper said he was going to get three. So that would say there is duplicates on opposite side of the ball. Amir McGee, 45. Yeah, Marion Cooper said he was going to get number three in the Caleb video. Okay, scroll up. I, so I saw Sivion's in there. I just want to make sure it's. Pretty sure it's 36. Who was talking about seven? Well, um, we we know that. Yeah, we but know seven. Oh, I don't. It wasn't us who said. It. We said 
I said Cam put, was seven. Yeah, and we said Corma put Cormani in one. Yep. Oh, this person. There you go. Cormani is in seven. Cam is in one. No. There it is. Wilkerson kept 36 from JSU. Okay. People are saying Hankerson isn't 22, but he had it on. So we'll find out, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about all this. Um, Can't this wait for Coach Ryan to come in and be like, that whole segment you had was a waste <laughs> of time. Well, we got a segment out of it. <laughs> um joshua giants this yes. came out a few days ago this was really cool uh former colorado buffalo center from 2018 to 2021 now on the staff as a defensive assistant uh he's helping in helping bring back a historically black fraternity to cu for the first time since the 90s omega Psi Phi fraternity will be back on campus they registered in november um he was working with a few people at the program to kind of get this kick-started but this was happening before coach prime got here but it just the culture change of boulder over the last eight months has been tremendous absolutely um it's one of the things i talked about like you know it it's not just coach prime coming here and you know um and maybe bringing some of you know his style and his culture um but it's the city itself and the school itself embracing that uh, and also hopefully changing the demographic of student who's interested in coming to Colorado, which, you know, as we know, um, has been predominantly white for a long time. Yep. Um, but I think that's certainly on the, on the uh, table for that to change big time. And things like this absolutely help. Um, we'll have to have our guy Charles Johnson on. Because he, you know, he will tell you how huge this fraternity was for him when he was in school, mm -hmm. um, and it honestly helped him in a lot, a lot of the stuff that he wanted to pursue after football. Um, so I love this, uh, and I really do hope that all of this can lead to a more diverse uh, student body at CU. Absolutely. So uh, looks like uh, Joshua Giants reached out to his uncle, who is also working as an assistant athletic director um, and in services and operations at CU, Deron Jasper. He's one of uh, two people that helped Josh Giants kind of get this back going. But, yeah, great to see the uh, the culture just flowing over into Boulder, man. A lot of really cool stuff going on the last eight months on campus. All right, we've got two conversations from Media Day that we will play today. But first, shout out to our friend's new partner, for us at least, Circle K. Let's go. Shout out to Circle K. Um, I mean, gas stations, I kind of live off them. I don't know about you. but uh, Not me. I love gas station snacks. Sunflower seeds, corn nuts. I do love gas station snacks. Yeah. For sure. Uh, got a Circle K right by the house. And it's I, I love that because you could just be craving anything in this right, right down the street. Uh, they've also got great coffee. They got tons of locations. Shout out to Circle K for sponsoring DMVR. Make sure you guys visit Circle K to pick up all your favorite finds. And then shout out to the Pac-12's favorite barbecue sauce, Shador's number two barbecue. You guys already know what it is. The tomato-based, rich, thick, sweet, molasses-style barbecue sauce with tangy vinegar and fiery heat. Finishes with a subtle smoky note. People really caught on to the little spice at the end of oh, it, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> funny because I'm almost immune to spice at this point in my life <laughs> yeah um, because i've just everything i eat is like probably a eight out of ten on most people's spice scale right didn't really register to me as spicy i feel that there is a spice to it yeah 
But then like, I forget who the first person was like, oh, oh, it was uh, Traden Stukes. Yeah. was like, whoa, that's got the kick. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> but it does have a nice, you can tell that it, it's spicier than it is sweet. For sure. Go to plbse.com. Use the code ALLCITY, all caps, all one word at checkout. You'll get 10% off your order of Shador's number two. You ever get those for reals? They're like the shakes that you get at Circle K. And they kind of oh. come like pre-made. Then you put them in the machine. No. And then it like mixes it up for you. Oh, my God. Those things are so I need good. to get on that. What flavor? Everything. Everything. All right. I'm, um, a, I'm like a, a cookies and cream guy. Oh, so it's like a like a dessert thing. I thought yeah. you were talking like a like a slushy type thing almost. No, it's literally ice cream. Like oh, a shake. Like okay, a that sounds amazing. Milkshake, then. yeah, great. Um, all right, Mason Cobb or Lincoln Riley? Let's uh, start with Lincoln, and you should know that um, we had a little bit of technical difficulties with this interview, so we've done our best to restore it to a place where like you guys can follow along, but we don't. Need a million comments being like, I think RK's mic was off or whatever. <laughs> it was the first interview of the day. Um, and so we uh, we worked our way through it. Bear with us. It's a lot of great football talk, though. Here's USC head coach Lincoln Riley. Joining us now, Coach Lincoln Riley of USC. Coach, how you doing out here today? Good, good. Thanks, guys, for having me. Absolutely, man. One of the brightest offensive minds in the game, man. I'm curious, when it comes to, you know, creating an offense – and you know football comes in phases right we're always kind of learning from the past and stuff how do you try and stay ahead of the curve of what defenses are trying to do to defend you that's oh, fun it's uh it's a constant cat and mouse game yeah. right i think it's i mean first you got to know your players uh, what you have your skill sets what are your advantages what are the areas you're going to try to cover up um, and then i think once you get a good sense of that then you start to figure out how people are going to attack you and and, uh, you know, what you can do to maybe try to make life hard on them. And I think, listen, I think whether you're playing offense, defense, or special teams, we're all, we're all trying to make the game played on our own terms, right? Like, that's, I think, the goal of anybody. And, uh, yeah, I've been lucky, man. We've worked with some great players. We've had a lot of great staff members over the years. We've got some tremendous uh, staff at SC right now that's it's creative and doing a good job, I think, of working well with each other and challenging each other. And, a lot of times you get your best results out What do you think is the biggest difference between the Big 12 and the Pac-12? There's not much, honestly. I mean, it's there's good teams, good players, good coaches everywhere. Uh, you know, certainly just some of the some of the venues, uh, you know, being able to go play against some of the different teams in new venues and new challenges that that presents, I think, are, are probably the different the biggest difference, but. There's good college football everywhere, and uh, you know, and obviously, especially right now with with our league here being so strong, it was a strong league last year, and certainly looks to be just as, if not even stronger this year. So it's we're in great position. We're based out of Colorado, cover the Buffs. Uh, obviously, Coach Prime had the massive roster makeover. You guys have attacked the portal as well. I'm just curious what you thought about what he did at Colorado this last offseason. Yeah, I mean, I've been certainly impressed with with how aggressive they've been and creative they've been, and. and uh, Listen, just like us last year or anybody any year, the success is going to be determined by what happens in the fall. Uh, but you certainly can't deny, um, again, the, the aggressiveness with how they've overturned the roster. And, you know, listen, I know people have different things they want to say about it, but we all operate under the same rules. You know, we all know what you got. And, and it's our job as coaches to build the best rosters at our schools if we can. 
And uh, so I, I see what Coach has done. Uh, I think he's done a good job of it. He's obviously brought in a lot of really talented players and brought a lot of energy to a, to a program that, that needed it. And it'll, it'll be good to see Colorado back on the map. You know, growing up in Texas, uh, not too far from there, seeing some of the really good Colorado teams, knowing the history of that program. Like it's healthy for the sport. It's healthy for, for college football, especially on the West Coast or in the western part of the country, for Colorado to be good. You had a, a maybe not quite as vast, but you turned over a lot of the roster too in your first season. Did you feel some of that criticism that he's getting now of, oh, like, you know, this isn't the right way or this, that, and the other thing? Yeah, we, we definitely did. I mean, listen, we're, we're coaches. Like, it does not matter what you do. You're either going to, people are either going to love you or criticize you no matter what you do. Like, there's no, there's no in between. Um, and you're never going to keep everybody happy. That's why you got to stay focused on your job and your responsibility at your school. And nothing else really matters, right? It's just stuff for people to talk about in the offseason when there's not any games, to be honest. And so, um, I respect the people that, that don't care about it and just want to do the best they can for the school. And that's all that matters. And from the outside looking in, uh, I don't know the inner workings of all this certainly appears. When you watch Shador Sanders, or if you have watched Shador Sanders, what do you see on the tape? Yeah, no, a really, really talented guy. Uh, saw him some coming out, uh, but then we'll watch a little bit of his college tape. You, know, you see the uh, ability to move around. You see a really talented arm. Uh, as you can tell he's growing as a as a college quarterback. No matter who you are, how talented it is, you know, playing ball at these different levels as you move up is different. And there's going to be an adjustment period. But he's he looks to have settled in nicely to college football, and obviously going to obviously he's going to have a lot of familiarity around him, even though he's in a new new school, a new league, and all of that. Uh, very talented kid. Is it exciting to just kind of see the level of quarterback that is in the conference this year? Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean that's uh. You know, it's the most, it's the single most important position in in, uh, in our game, um, and to, to see the quality of guys coming back, the, the proven, not just guys with with good stats and all that, but proven winners uh, in the league, I think is is really really cool. Uh, a lot of these schools have some you know, great players that are that are, are tremendous leaders, that, that, and it's a tremendous place to start going in. Yeah, I mean, you can look across the country, he's without a doubt. Uh, this league in terms of returning quarterbacks stands alone. You've obviously coached a lot of you know Heisman Trophy winners, a lot of great quarterbacks. I'm curious, do you think Caleb is the best quarterback you've ever coached? Uh, hard to say. That's like your children you like the best. It probably depends what day you ask. Um, he, he's, but he's, he's been a lot of fun to coach. Man. He's, uh, he's a great kid. Uh, he's fun to coach. He's hungry to continue to get better. Um, and, and his is being very impressive, you know, when you consider a guy that played senior year of high school with COVID, only played really half the season his first year in college. And so he's still, by the position, he's still very young and, and still growing. So certainly has a lot of potential and I'm excited to, uh, to do this uh, one more round of this year. What is the challenge when you come in as, an, as a head coach at a new school and you're bringing in, you know, guys from all over the country? How were you able to be successful in year one, kind of making all that mesh? You got to bring the right guys in. I mean, that's if you're, you know, you got enough new and changing that if you bring any of the wrong apples in, you, even if they're, you know, really talented football players, it's going to be really tough. And uh, yeah, I think we were fortunate in that we we got the right guys, you know, guys that were team guys, guys that were invested in, in making this better, not just solely on their individual goals. And 
uh, that allowed our team, despite everything being new, to, to come together pretty quickly. And I think that's it's, it's hard uh, because you don't always know, especially these transfers. Like it happens, it can happen pretty quick, and you don't always have the time to to investigate or to get the feel for who they are as people. And, uh, but that, that's the key. Like it can turn around quick, but you got to have the right people in the building. You coached uh, Marvin Mims at, when you were at Oklahoma. Um, he's drafted to the Broncos now. What kind of player are the Broncos getting in him? Yeah, excited. Uh, really excited for Marvin. Um, he's a uh, you know, great, great kid. Comes from a tremendous family. Um, really explosive player. Was a lot of fun to coach for us. Really smart player. Um, and I'm sure you know, coach will find a lot of great ways to, to do some of those. So I think everybody will love him. I think you guys have also a couple of us. I think you saw Ben Powers. Right, you know, yeah. This offseason, which I was telling somebody a story uh, the other day. It's actually one of my favorite stories ever. You guys ought to go look it up. It's, uh, we took him to Big 12 Media Day one year, and that's why we were talking about it. And the reporter asked him a question. I think it was like, what do you love most about football? And he said, I love taking a, another man's soul in the palm of my hands. <laughs> That's amazing. Which was my favorite, like, media day quarter ever. So, yeah, you'll been in. You got Samaje, too. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. Right, yeah, so you got a bunch of my former guys. Delaire and so, yeah. Turner Yell. Yeah, DT, good lord. I'm going to be a Broncos fan. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it'll be fun to watch all four of those guys. Man, the four really good players and really good kids. Awesome. Well, hey, that's a great note for us to end on. Thank yeah, you absolutely. for your time, Coach. Enjoyed it. Thank yeah. you, Coach. Yeah. Good to meet Thanks, you. guys. What did you think of that? Um... I liked it better on the rewatch than I did in person. I thought it was great when we did it. I don't, I don't know. I didn't come away feeling great about it. Yeah. Um, but on the rewatch, I liked it better. Um, the It's always funny. Like, players, if you want to get them to open up, you get them to talk about their teammates. Mm -hmm. Coaches, if you want them to open up, you talk about their former players. Yep. Uh, and he obviously lo loosened up a little bit at the end there. He started talking about some of those guys on the Broncos. I also have been very low on um, Broncos second round pick from last year, Nick Benito. Yep. Uh, and the fact that as he was rattling off his players that are now Broncos, it didn't even cross his mind. <laughs> I went to my mind went to a, like a what is he fourth fifth round safety? Yeah, over Nick Benito. The Laren Turner yell over Nick Benito. Um, I hope Nick turns it around, but he didn't think of him. We didn't think of him. Kind of just disappeared at last year for the Broncos. Anyways. Uh, from that, do you think uh, USC was the anonymous quote team? No. I don't think so either. No. I, I, I didn't get the Jed Fish vibes, so yeah. I don't know that one. Um, someone else, someone uh, on the Troy Taylor video said it was him. There's I don't no think way. so. No. I don't think so. He's like too kind. Yeah. Um, and again, we don't even know it was a head coach. Right. It wasn't Chip Kelly. It wasn't Chip. It wasn't Jonathan Smith. No. Um, it wasn't. What do you think about Coach Dickert? It could have been him. Really? It could have been him. Now, I he actually seemed cool, but he seemed a little spicy. Maybe if I had to pick one from just based off of our vibes, if I knew it was a head coach, I would pick Dan Lanning. Yes, I was just about <laughs> to say that. Uh, Dan Lanning, I don't know if uh, he really enjoyed talking to us. <laughs> I've never liked Oregon, but I like them less now. All right. Uh, we've got a, one more with Mason Cobb. He was a I, lot of fun to talk to. I couldn't. When I was in high school, man, that's when Oregon had their come up. Right. And... 
everyone in my school started talking crazy, saying stupid shit about how they're Oregon fans now, and yeah. it made me so mad. Oh, same. So I've just hated them ever since. Going to like, high school. Maybe more than any other any out of state school, people from my high school went to Oregon. Oh, for sure. Well, in my high school, West Albuquerque, in the middle of New Mexico, you saw a lot of green and yellow with the O. It was weird. Who does that? I don't know. Hated don't know. it. Hated it. Everyone was talking crazy about Oregon. I was like, "Have you been there?" It's fuck cloudy all the time. Yeah, it rains constantly. I nah. guess. All right, we talked to Mason Cobb, too. We got some interesting insight on the transfer portal and what it's like to be a player kind of recruited in the portal. I didn't uh, think about the fact that when we talked to uh, Lincoln Riley and Chip Kelly, like, I, I, like they're just, like, over the Pac-12. It's like a... Yeah, it's not even... They're not even looking at it. They're anymore. not mentally in the Pac-12 at all. No. They were just physically present. All right, we've got one more. Uh, whenever you're ready, uh, yeah, Mason Cobb, USC linebacker. Suits. Hey. Hey, Money Man Riley, man. He, I had to hit up my NIL agent and be like, hey, man, I need a suit. I never got fitted for a suit before, so. No way. Oh. No bounce off the wood. You're coming from uh, Oklahoma State. I'm just curious. Do you feel like there's any, I guess, stylistic differences between Pac-12 and Big 12 uh, offenses? Uh, I, I mean, not really. I mean, he runs the same, you know, that they did at OU, so. Give me that. Hey. <laughs> Embarrassing. That was the last camera. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's yeah. No, I mean, I feel like it's all mixed up though. You know, Utah runs a different type of offense than, you know, than than our offense does. So like preparing for, you know, the Pac-12 offenses really give us a good look of, you know, what we're gonna see a lot, you know, a lot of time with, you know, 12 personnel and, and um, like all the extra tight ends and tackles in. You know, our offense doesn't really run that. So, you know, we we be trying to. You know, get looks in practice to to kind of you know give us looks for that we may see later on. All right, I'll see you finish this. Puff. Left hand. Oh. Ooh, he's switching it up. Switch it Oh, Let's go dude, that's it. Let's go. You might be a lefty. I might be. I might be lefty. I don't know. Um, just. Yeah, let's go. Just coming from Oklahoma State, you know, of course, Coach Riley was at Oklahoma. Hey, his uh, last game in Oklahoma. Ask him what happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we turned up in Stillwater, man. That was probably one of my favorite college memories, man. Is that rivalry still alive between you guys, though, or are you just trojans nah, now? No. Nah. It's gone, long gone. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. What's when he thing? left, it was gone. Like, when they were out, I don't know. I ain't got no beef with those guys now. Huh. And then when I left, it was just like, whatever. Yeah. What's something about the transfer process that, mm -hmm. that people wouldn't know? Man, it's, it's difficult, you know? You have, man, I had... Every school calling me, you know, that day into the portal, I had to turn my phone off, had to, you know, and then you have what, like five days to make a decision to go on visits and, and get enrolled. And especially with the Pac-12 starting school early, they start like January 6th. Other schools are, you know, a little later, but um, yeah, I kind of had to rush into those visits. Um, you know, th I think the hardest part was like moving all my stuff, like saying goodbyes, you know. Um, but now it's, it's it's the transition was tough for a little bit because, and I right when I got to uh, USC it was school next day and I haven't even unpacked anything like and it was just on and on. I finally caught up like around springtime like when we started practicing is when everything kind of slowed down for me like school and and all that stuff. Um, nah, it's been fun though. I love it out there, man. LA's it's beautiful. You know, working out in the winter in January it's like 
65 degrees. Oklahoma still water is like 12, like ice on the field. Like, so it's a lot easier. Like we used to run stadiums over there, six in the morning on Fridays, man. <laughs> Terrible. 12 degrees outside, your jackets have ice on them. Like, it made it a lot easier. Like the, the winter workouts here, cake. I want to say cake. <laughs> Cold, the warm definitely changes a lot of it. You've been a, a successful linebacker. No. Oh. What do you think is the most important trait a linebacker has? Um, I would say just violence. Like you know. Good answer. Those those, those linebackers you see that are great. <laughs> hey man, it, it's it's controlled violence. <laughs> um, yeah, you just got to be a different type of player to play linebacker. You can't be, you know, you can be quiet, you can be soft, you know, like. A lot of guys are like that, like Luke Kinkley and those guys were, you know, off the field, you know, nerds and, and, and smart dudes and respectful on the field, and they just flipped the switch. Um, yeah, just being nasty, man, being violent. So we're, uh, we're out in Colorado. We're based there, so we okay. follow the buffs. Um, yeah. I'm curious if you kind of followed what's gone on with that um, program yeah, this offseason. You know, you see all the stuff on social media um, about them, you know, getting new guys in and stuff like that. But I think it's awesome, man. Coach Prime, you know, he's one of the best players ever. Um, so, you know, to be able to play against those guys is going to be a cool memory. Um, looking forward to that for sure. Do you know any of those guys over on that squad? Um, I, I talked to, um, I think he transferred. It was a safety. Um, I forget his name, but um, when I was in the port, I communicated with them a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I don't really know nobody over there. What are the challenges of going up against Caleb Williams in practice? How hard does he make it? Uh, he makes it tough, but, you know, it, it, it gets me, you know, prepared for – you know, all the other quarterbacks I'm going to face, and I'm going against the best every day. So when game time comes, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be easier for me. So um, you know, we talk, we talk our smack on the field, like, pe you know, before plays and stuff. Um, but, yeah, man, you know, he, he's always pushing everyone to get better. Um, you know, a guy like that, he can throw the ball sideways behind his head, like all this crazy <laughs> stuff. So you, you're always on your toes, man. So I think that's what, you know, is, is making me a better player is, is, is being ready for everything. What do you think it's going to take to win the conference this year? Um, I mean, man, with the people we have right now, man, we just got to stay healthy. Um, and we've had a great offseason. You know, everyone's gotten stronger. I've, I hit a PR on almost everything, squat, power clean, miles per hour, um, vertical, all that stuff. So this offseason has been great for everybody. Um, you know, we did, I guess we had, like, some numbers from last year of everyone's 225 reps, like, all combined. I think we went up, like, 400 reps as a team just from last summer to this summer. So, you know, everyone's getting stronger. You know, everyone's looking good, healthy. Um, yeah, man, I'm excited. I don't think we ever consider, like, when players enter the portal and just, like, how taxing that can be when 40 schools send you a message. It's unreal. I mean, in a much lighter sense, you know, sometimes I'll have a day where I get, like, six or seven DMs on Twitter. Right. And I'm just like... I don't have the energy to open these right now. Yeah. 40 schools like reaching out to you and like most of them you probably have no interest in going to. Right. But you also feel like you need to like respond and say, hey, thank you and whatever. And, like that's just like a job. Mm -hmm. um, the transfer process is not fun. That's one of the things that I don't think gets talked about enough in terms of the transfer portal is like it's just a lot, man. Yeah. And uh, you got to going through all this stuff with your credit hours and this, that, and the other. And it's a, it's a long process before you actually finally get like fully enrolled in a new school. So um, I have to say, 
We gave best dress to Bo Nix. Cobb was up there. I know, and his hair his hair was the best. Yeah. Best hair of anyone there. For sure. Um, so I don't know if that counts. Like, does that count as part of the fit? Because if it is, I might have to give him the nod. Just overall look, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. He crushed that. He did. He was fun to talk to, man. He was really cool. USC's got like four linebackers this year to watch out for, but he was an all Big 12 guy from Oklahoma State. He's going to be fun to watch in the pack. Yep. Um, real quick, this just came across while we're doing the show. We talked about Jamaris Walder on uh, Saturday. Yeah. When we talked about the Charles Lester III rumors, he's just been officially offered by the University of Colorado. A little two-for-one deal? Maybe. He's a 25 kid, though. Lester's 24. Okay. Well, he's got his offer. He's coming on the visit. Hey, man, it's a great sign. Um, Ping King Mars's comment. I'll talk about that very shortly. Um, but, you know, Zakarl, of course, committed. Now Charles Lester has another one of his friends getting an offer. He was teasing the buffs, too, Jamaris Walder on social. Like, I think he was, like, wearing buff stuff or, like, a helmet or something at some point. Let's go. Yeah. Let's see. All right. Shout out to our friends over at Shady Rays. Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Uh, durable frames. Extremely clear polarized optics for all your outdoor adventures. Let me know. Is it sunny where you are, guys? If so, get on your Shady Rays. Um, they've got hundreds and hundreds of styles in terms of frames, uh, in terms of lenses. Make sure you check out their entire collection. There's something for everyone. Uh, if you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they will replace them, no questions asked. Shop their entire collection at the Park Meadows Mall or go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code DMVR. You'll get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses, and you can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Then shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. Palisade Peach is the beer of the month here at the DMVR bar. We're going to have watch parties going on for the Women's World Cup. If you are unable to make it to the DMVR bar, though, head on over to the Breck Farmhouse. That place is amazing. It's like a full like brewery campus. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, can't wait till we go back there. They're going to have tons of awards, merch giveaways and stuff. Um, you can find a Breck Brew using their beer locator at breckbrew.com. And then finally, if you've been enjoying the Pac-12 content over the last few days, consider becoming a DMVR diehard member. Um, someone mentioned the Discord. You can get our Discord access there uh, and talk with all the guys in there. We talk ball quite often. You also get 20% off merch always, 20% off all events. You get a membership card, a free T-shirt at sign-up. Uh, am I missing anything? I mean, it goes on and on. It really With does. Perpetual discounts on the locker, by the way. We are cooking uh, some new Buffs gear to come out very soon. Yep. Um, maybe even a specific shirt for the Nebraska game. Oh, okay. We did that last time, of course, with the Crying Nebraska Kid shirt, yep. <laughs> which we thought would be like a, a limited edition one-off for the game, and they still sell to this day. So we'll do a rerun on those. All sorts of, of Buffs gear coming. We also have a sale going on right now. Yeah. 50% uh, off select items through the end of the month. Uh, you have until July 30th, so make sure you check out ddmbr.com this week. Sign up to be a diehard or buy some merch. Also, uh -huh. we have freed up a few more tickets to the TCU uh, game with us. All right, us. great. So if you still want to get in on hotel, tailgate, ticket package, you can do that. 
uh, we will uh, we'll put the link in the description and we will have it on our Twitter today. So check it out. Awesome. I had people asking me about that and uh, we got a quick answer. So there you go. All right, let's do some questions. What's up, Miko? Uh, did you guys see the new lineman named Harden? Kareem Harden? We've, uh, we've talked about we've him. We've talked about him, yep. Yep. Uh, a lot of guys showing up, though. Andre, who got one? We'll see. Maybe no one. That I hope be, it's Cormani. It's Cormani or no one, you think? Yes. I don't even know who else it would be, honestly. It's Cormani or no one. It could have been Travis. Could have been, for sure. He's a, he loves his 12. Uh, pot of coffee. What's up, guys? Who is the biggest number surprise for you so far? Mine is Cavassier Smoke, number eight, eight ball in the house. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, Brings that speed, huh? I guess so. <laughs> um, oh, that just hit you, huh? <laughs> um, Tarvars Dawson. Tarvars Dawson, who actually does bring that speed, yeah. being number six, <laughs> um, is the most surprising. He's going to play a lot, man. Um, well, hopefully we'll see number six doing more than just returning the football, catching the football deep downfield, too. If he has that type of speed, just run straight, and Shador will lean into yeah. one. Uh, Jonathan, was Travis Jay's number? We don't know yet, but hopefully we'll find out today. Uh, what's what, up, Mac Mill? What, what number of vibes does Travis Jay give you? Mm. Like a, I don't know, like a 24? I was thinking 23 or 3. He, I mean, a single digit would definitely fit him. Yeah. He's got like the swag and like brings the boom, all that stuff. Yeah. So I think it's the three-letter last name that fits well with the number yep. three. Yeah, it does look fire. Uh, Mac Mill, does anybody know, or what was Willie's purpose to having number 10? If it wasn't, he'd be good with number 20. These other boys have a purpose around their number. Also, he's a younger guy, too. Like, if he doesn't have his number this season, could very well just have it next year. Yep, for sure. It's different in college where, you know, you can change your number anytime. Right. Rather than the NFL. Uh, if you change your number, you have to buy all of your jerseys back from the NFL. <laughs> that's crazy. Which is crazy. Yeah, that's wild. Uh, Ballers 101 are the single digits both ways. I We're thinking so, right? What was that? Single digits oh, go both ways? I think so, yes. Yeah. I think so, too. Um, so maybe we have a seven coming on offense as well, then. Mm, don't you think we would have seen it? We probably would have seen it. That's a good point. Um, someone's saying 18 for Travis J. Is that what y'all are saying? I don't know. There's a lot of numbers in the chat. <laughs> uh, Connor's asking, uh, slime visiting this week before the commitment. We'll find out. We were told be, uh, one of these next few days, if not today, if he is coming. So someone in the comments said, what WTF is a number vibe. Just like what number the person feels like they would wear. <laughs> I don't know. Like, just kind of how like Thursday feels like fall. <laughs> right. If Thursday was a season, it would be fall. That just makes sense. I don't know why. I'll allow that. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's saying Does Travis. It, it, aren't I right? No, you're right. <laughs> you're all right. <laughs> I think of Thursday night football and just like walking around in hoodies. Yeah, I don't know why. Thursday is fall. Everyone's saying Travis J is four. 
That fits. It does. DMAC 9? I thought linemen couldn't get uh, single-digit <laughs> numbers. I don't know. I guess we have a new set of rules. I'm telling you guys, this is all going to just be erased. <laughs> no. Angela, how did Jim Harbaugh get caught cheating in the transfer portal era? It has to be hard. He lied. Lying is bad. Do not lie. Let's go. L- life lessons on the DNVR yes. Buffs podcast today. Um, yeah, do not lie to people who ask you about things that you've done wrong that you kind of definitely did do wrong. <laughs> Tough. Uh, Jays, would you agree my only concern about Shador is we never see him lose many games or throw multiple interceptions in a game to see if he can come back from that adversity? No, I'm not concerned about that at all. I don't think so either. I, I get kind of where you're coming from with that question, and he's got plenty of opportunities to kind of prove that throughout his career. He's like something like 52 and 7. It's wild. As a starter in football and just going back to, you know, peewee. Um, he's going to be in some battles this year. I, you know, Coach Prime has been through it all, and I just think no matter what they encounter, he will have the words to give to Shador to make sure that he's all right on the other side of it. You know, it's not like he didn't lose the celebration bowl. He talked about that when he, that right. when he was on with us. He's like, hey, if things go left, things go wrong, you're not going to like that feeling. So put in that extra work today because I was I went through that. I, mm-hmm. I lost my first celebration bowl. And then what did he do? He came back and was undefeated all the way until the next celebration bowl, unfortunately. Um, but I think. I don't think he's going to have any trouble overcoming adversity if, if he faces it. No. He's just so he just gets grown. It. Yeah. <laughs> just gets it, man. Yeah. Um, Jay's in Destroying's video, you would see uh, Denver did not have much football talent, especially quarterbacks. What sport would you say Colorado is best at producing good players in? Interesting question. Um, first of all, I think Colorado does have football talent. Uh, it's mostly in the trenches. Yes. Um, we certainly have not produced a, a whole bunch of great skill position players. Any state could go through and name a few guys like mm. Christian McCaffrey and right. Um, you know, whatever. Yeah. But uh, better in the trenches in terms of best sport uh, for producing talent. Uh, we've produced a ton of baseball players, a ton of great baseball players. Um, and then truly probably the best one other than maybe Olympians would be women's soccer. Yep. Um, you know, three big time contributors on the women's world cup team right now from Colorado. Uh, as I pointed out the other day, all three goals from yep. girls from Colorado, uh, on that women's world cup team. So, um, that, that one is, is probably the best, but, um, there's a lot of great talent coming out of Colorado in, in all sports, yep. uh, including football for sure. It's just not nearly as much of a hotbed as some of the other places. They had a four-star recruit last year in Blake Purchase. I mean, yeah. they've got some guys. You know, Gage Ginther's going to the Tennessee, or that's where he's committed to now. So yep. they've got some guys. Uh, Jays, appreciate all the questions, man. These are good. Uh, Gavin Cold interview a few days ago. He said he was also recruited to Kent State by Sean Lewis, but he chose, chose Juco. Cold said he is great with the offense. Can you see him as QB2? I think QB2 is wide, wide open. It is wide open. Lots of inexperience, so it's anyone's ball game. Uh, he, has, he has the size, like the you know physical traits for sure. Just a matter of consistency and putting it together. He hasn't played a lot either. So Someone in our comments yesterday was saying like they do have 
quarterback depth. Like, you guys are wrong. Who's Caleb Williams' backup? And I don't know the answer to that, but I bet you it's a four- or five-star recruit. <laughs> right. Um, and not a, fre- not a true freshman. Right. So quarterback, like, just because there's players there, they're so young and so inexperienced that I think we're totally fair and right for being a little concerned about it. They literally don't have a quarterback other than Shador that's taken an FBS snap. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. It is what it is. Uh, how does George Payton still have a job? Oh, man. Because he's only been at this for two years. On I've, a six-year contract, I believe. I've come around a little bit on him. I was hard on him last year. Common. I mean, I don't know. Everyone, not everyone, most people thought the trade for Russ was a good move. It was at the time. That's what I said, too. Yeah. Yeah. But. So it's hard to go hindsight and just, I don't know. They He obviously got the hack it. That was his biggest mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The depth of the roster, I think, is much better than it was under Elway, though. We'll see. If Russ can turn it around under Sean Payton, he'll look like a genius. For sure. Connor, uh, do we think Cormani will be ready to go week one? I remember Coach Kelly and Travis saying he has a lot to learn. Um, I think it's more physical side, really. The guy I, can cover, man. I know. When they say he has a lot to learn, I just think when, you are, when you're a true freshman who's been on campus for a couple weeks, they're just not going to lay down the praise for you. You right, know, like yeah. they want to push you and push you and push you to keep getting better and better and better. Like Travis has proved it at the college level already. Yep. And so when you ask about him, he gets the unmitigated praise. Yeah. Cormani, um, I think they want to make sure that he keep, you know, they want to keep the pressure on him. They want to keep that fire underneath him. Um, and so they're not going to just like talk about how amazing he is quite yet. Right. Um, he's coming along. I think we see him very early this season, no matter what. Maybe not starting week one, but I think he starts week one, snap one. Yeah, it'd be amazing. Yeah. Did you catch when Travis said, um, you asked about some of the other corners? Yeah. And he said, if I mess up, there's someone right behind me to fill in. If Cormani messes up, there's someone right behind him to fill in. That's true. That was a, a, hint, a, a little telling. Easter egg for yeah. me. Uh, what's up, Eric? Do we think Prime will use the number 11 ranking as bulletin board material all season? Seems like the whole team is embracing it. I don't know about that specifically, but I think just the overall, what we were talking about yesterday, trying to earn respect and just prove that this team isn't to be like messed around with is going to be kind of the, the thing all season. I think the message is make them believe. Yeah. You got to make them believe. Yep. They don't right now. So everyone in here is on a mission. We all have a job to make them believe. And that's what that's what the message I think could and probably and will be. It's not like I don't know. You could go with the like, oh, we're being disrespected. We're, you know, we're so much better than they think. Or you can go with the all right, they don't believe now. Let's go make them believe. Yep. For sure. They will, too. Uh, Mr. Support Friend, which this is a great question. Which Pac-12 player do you wish was on CU? Hmm. Jalen Conyers? I thought Jalen Conyers <laughs> for a second there. Just because uh, he was on the P- he's on the PHNX show. He has a podcast, his own podcast at PHNX, and we were hanging out with him at Pac-12 Media Day, and he's a riot. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I look at tight end, I think. Brant Keithy, of course. Jalen Conyers. Uh, 
Ben Urosic out of Stanford. There's some good tight ends in the conference. I was going to say, who's the best pass rusher in the conference? Uh, Braylon Trice, uh, ZTF from Washington. Um, what's his name? Brendan Dorles, I think, from Oregon's up there. The coverage is so good. It's going to be so good. Uh, if you had a stud pass rusher, which they might. Yeah. You know, that might be Jordan Dominic. That might be DMAC. That might be. There's a ton of. But, like, if you can give me someone who's already, like, dominated the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. I would take that. Um, what else do we got, Yaya? Oh, uh, Eric again. With Colorado's use of content with well-off reach to people and the pregame show, or will those uh, change the recruiting game? Uh, watching them and the bonding with the team is awesome. How do recruits say no? Absolutely. I mean, we talked about it at the start. It looked like they were having a ball, but it's just... We've heard it from Cam. We heard it from, uh, I think, Tyler told us and Darius told us. Like, what you see is what you get at Colorado, man. And the numbers don't lie. People are watching. And I'm sure a lot of those numbers are recruits as well. A hundred percent. And I love that. What you see is what you get. There's no guesswork. Every other school in the country, you have to guess what it's kind of like. What's the vibe like in the locker room? Um, What are the coaches like at practice? They're obviously, you know, uh, going to treat you like you're the greatest thing since sliced bread when you're being recruited. But that's not really what it's going to be like when you show up on campus. Colorado is the only school in the country that you can know exactly what it's like before you get there. You know, you can know what the players are like, what your yep. coaches, are, what your workouts are going to be like. So I think a lot of places are going to have to look in the mirror and say, are we going to be transparent about what it's like here? Yep. They're they're changing the game, honestly. Yes, they are, one hundred percent. It's, I'm I haven't seen anything like it, and it's um, I can only imagine how impactful it would be as a sixteen, seventeen, eighteen year old talented football player trying to decide where to go to school. Yep. That's it. So we got. That was a good show, man. Uh, Hit us with a thumbs up on your way out. Yeah, please do. Also subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And as always, we would appreciate your five-star review. We'll be back tomorrow. Let's go Buffs. Let's go Buffs.